Hello and welcome to Chatsco Podcast, where we break down and review a movie of my choosing, and we you know, just try to have fun as yeah, as best as we can. And we're not going to cry this time, so it's fine. Uh, I'm your host, Ranking Thomas Hughes. Hi, I'm Hayden, and this film has Maisie Williams in it. One of the, like, this entire film is for the people that don't age. Just seen a poor words kids. <laughs> Should I guess you'd bring that up. Anyway, uh, today we're discussing New Mutants, released in 2020. And I just realised my notes still said Logan. I fucking didn't delete that one. Another thing I didn't do. (laughs) (laughs) It serves as the final installment of Fox's X-Men universe, as well as the first live-action adaption of the New Mutants team. As well as also being the first horror-focused Marvel movie since... I want to say Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance in 2011. I feel like yeah. that, was la- that was the last like, horror-focused one. So it was that whole era of mm. like 10 years where it was just, like, you had the Blade trilogy, you had the two yeah. Ghost Riders, you had uh, Man-Thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know that under the Marvel horror film yeah, for Dark World. That as well also works. I thought he was going hair of the duck. But... <laughs> no, that's not a horror film. That is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's the room of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. It's the best rom-com film ever. One fucks duck. Some yeah, of the, the plots. I'm surprised they haven't like, redid that film because, come on, they could replace well, they're gonna do a Donald Duck. They were going to do an animated series, weren't they, at one point, but it kind of got yeah. scrapped. I think it will like the Donald Who knows? Anything could happen. Anyway, uh, the movie suffered many, many delays since we first got the trailer back on the 13th of October. A few more minis onto that. A few more minis. Just, more. just wait for it. The trailer was first released on the 13th of October 2017. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Got yeah. everyone buzzing everything. It looked all horror. Like, oh, this looks actually like it could be a really good Marvel movie. It looks horror focused. Hasn't been one for years. And then we got our first delay. Uh, so it was originally you know, scheduled for the 13th of April, another Friday, the 13th, ironically, 2018. This delay then took it to February 22nd, 2019. So, you know, almost a whole year after this first meant to come out. Although, um, uh, there's, there's brace for this. Uh, it then got pushed to August the 2nd, 2019, before landing an April 3rd, 2020 release date, a whole year after. So technically, like, two years after it was originally meant to come out. And, you know, these changes were pretty much to do with, like, the fact that there's other movies coming out at the same time, like Deadpool and uh, Dark Phoenix and stuff like that. Loads of stuff was supposed to come out at the same time, plus reshoots. And they were like, okay, let's keep pushing, pushing, pushing. But wait! There's more! They, obviously, you know, COVID happened, and it got died again for the fourth. <laughs> it got its fifth release date, basically. And its new um. release date was August 28th, 2020. Or, if you're in the UK... September fourth, twenty twenty. Honestly, like we should have kept the the um the ball running and delayed this podcast a few more years before we actually <laughs> covered it, just to keep the joke running. Well, we, we might do some reshoots down the line. We'll see. I I I hold back until it, the release date, and I might you know push it back a few times just to reshoot some stuff. Got to get yeah. got to get your gorgeous looks out there properly. That's true. Also, I think about like we'll cut all the points where James is here. Like, he actually, he actually is here, but we've cut, we've cut him out. He's been recasting multiple times. Uh, yeah, yeah. We first recast him with Connor. Kind of didn't work. Mm-hmm. He was kind of being a bit offensive. Uh, we recast him with Alex. Bit whiny. So, you know, cut Which that as well. Offensive, way more offensive. Yeah, uh, we then uh, cast Craig. We realised Craig would not show up at all. So, uh, yeah. that was kind of a bad call on our behalf. So, uh, we just... Uh, we're back with James. <laughs> he was also we, bad. Yeah, so we cut that again. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, I've done it again. Okay, cut, cut, reshoot him. <laughs> anyway, uh, the movie was directed by Josh Boone, who rose to fame with his adaption of the Fault in Our Stars movie. Mm-hmm. He also directed uh, Struck in Love, which was his first ever movie. And most recently, he directed two episodes of the Stephen King miniseries, The Stand, which he was also one of the developers on. He hasn't mm-hmm. done actually that much. He's literally just done like two or three films and a mm-hmm. TV series, that's it. That's another cut there. Really shoot. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get strange. This foreheading gets more controversial here. Uh, you know, some early thoughts about giving a rating, Caden. So, my opinion, I feel like this movie's 
kind of hated on a bit too much, which you'll yeah. see when I did the online rating bit. Because I think it's actually for the f- I said before recording for the fact that we waited fucking what well you waited about three years to see it yeah uh, I waited about two ish I can't remember just between two and three um, mm-hmm. I feel like we got better than we deserved because the amount of delays this could have been a pile of crap and I don't think it is though I do admit there's some stuff which could be better like. I think they could have yeah. dragged it out like an extra half hour, doing a bit more character yeah. development. Some were a little bit rushed. Uh, doing some more but... horror, like tormenting them and whatnot. Mm. That okay, fair yeah. enough. That's missing. Mm. But for that hour and a half we got, I still think it's an enjoyable movie. I still think you get yeah. a lot out of it. That you know, a good popcorn flick. It's definitely way better than some of the other X Men editions. Mm-hmm. One we covered. X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit in my throat. You get a bit of a bad CG on your throat there. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree there. Not just that, you know, <clears throat> stand. It's yeah. still got something stuck in there. Ooh. But yeah, it, 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 it's a lot worse movies than this. and it, It's a lot better than that, they say it is. I feel like one thing that aids in it being a better than most people say is, is the fact that it's actually got some really good likeable characters. Mm-hmm. And though you only get like, this small amount of character development, I feel like they do develop en- enough. Even though it's too quick, they do develop enough from some being like straight up arseholes to like, being these like, great good guys. I mean, yeah, like, the characters are pretty, really well done. I mean, like, they seem a little bit rushed, but it's still... Like all the seeds for their development is placed there. I mean, like they've all got good chemistry as well. Like they all work really well. So it's very well done for that, for that bit. Mm-hmm. It's just that extra half hour they needed. That was it. I think. Yeah. I feel like it's too short. Like Which an is... extra day or something. It just, it just feels a bit too short of a movie. Mm-hmm. You look at all these other superhero films. It's usually at least two hours or just slightly under. Yeah. Whereas this is literally like... Uh, it was now in half, wasn't it? Let me look at the back of the Blu-ray case. Uh, 95, 95, mi- 95 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, take about five minutes of credits. About, mm. say, 90 minutes. Yeah. So, it's a bit short, per se, but mm. it gets enough of the message across of what it was trying to yeah. do. So, and I respect also, it. Sometimes, the short stuff is better. I mean, look at Dan DeVito. There's no more more like beautiful than Dan DeVito, and he's quite short, so <laughs> definitely cutting that out. You've been you've been a bully enough recently. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll move on then to the uh, online rating info. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomatoes has this at thirty five percent for critics and fifty six percent for audience, and we both agree that's way too low. Yeah, it needs a little bit more than that. Uh, IMDb has it at five point three out of ten. Again, quite low. Uh, Metacritic has it even lower than IMDb at a 43 out of 100 for Metascore and 4.1 out of 10 for user score. Bit too low, I think, for these. I think it deserves a little bit more. Little bit more. Yeah. Okay, then we'll uh, move quickly on. Swiftly. I might mm-hmm. say we uh, shot out of a cannon, like a cannonball to next bit. Haha. Funny joke. Uh, <laughs> to the opening sequence force. <laughs> uh, so obviously the opening sequence is the attack on the reservation, which yeah. obviously they claim mo- for so far the movie is like a twist, the tornado struck down, blah blah blah. blah. But yeah, but you see little little hints that that's not right because straight away you do see this claw marks on one of the buildings, and you hear the roar. Yeah, you hear a roar. You you hear something chasing yeah and you can sort of see a subtle outline of this demon bear spoilers oh sorry i cut that out (laughs) 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 um but yeah i feel like it's an interesting sequence obviously this actually came out sequence wise fucking a good couple of months before the film even came out i mean it was like i think it was like about two months before the film came out they actually released this like intro because i don't know why they just did and obviously you got to see it beforehand and it's actually quite an interesting sort of start. It's obviously quite quick. It's only there just to, you know, essentially kill off uh, Slipknot again. And uh, yeah. 
you know, push her in, into basically the care of Dr. Cecilia Reyes. That's uh, the whole point of this. Marks. You mean the doctor in quotation marks? Yeah, both care and doctor. <laughs> the whole sentence in quotation marks. <laughs> quotation marks. But yeah, I, was, I feel like I feel like visually it looks quite. It's like quite an interesting scene, to be fair. Yeah. Obviously, you have the oh, she wakes up explosion. It's when she's mm. running through the forest that gets me. It's quite visually decent, to be fair. Yeah, it's quite good because like, it, it throws you straight into the action. You're like, what the fuck's going on? And you're interested. You want to know what's going on. It's a good way of, like, hooking the audience. And obviously you have that transition when she smacks her head and it transitions straight into the, obviously, the actual place, mm. the mansion, where obviously she's being spied upon. Yeah, the first person she sees is Arya Stark. Yeah, pretty much. Who runs away. But I, I, do th- I feel like it's, it's enough to sort of draw you into, go, okay, that's quite int- what, yeah. what was going on there? I want to know what's going on there. And obviously, we do learn later on what was going on there. Spoiler alert, she killed her dad. Um, Not her fault. Technically, it's his own fault for going, you know, if you feel scared, remember, you've got a demon inside of you, and the more you get scared, the the more stronger it'll get. Night, night, children. (laughs) 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 But your own fucking death, dickhead. Not the first time he's done that, he also did it in Suicide Squad. Where he's like, okay, let's escape. And she's my only pair of escaping. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. That bloke, literally, he cannot deal with, like, any superhero film if I go in, he dies. <laughs> like, he he should stop going superhero films. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a decent intro. So we'll move on to the uh, cast and characters. So first off, we have Danielle, also known as Danny, uh, Moonstar, a.k.a. Mirage. She's played by Blue Hunt in her first actual feature-length movie role. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I picked out from uh, the little list I had of her stuff for it is the TV series Another Life on Netflix. Mm. And obviously this being a sort of first like role, I feel like she did a decent job. I feel Definitely. like she could have been a lot worse. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, we've all seen really bad like first-time actors. Just saying. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I, I, I feel like her character is quite intriguing as well. Obviously, you can clearly see from the fucking get go what's going on. The constant yeah. hint. When this, it gets me like I'm in the shocks of what's happening, but it's clearly hints at the entire movie. It's like, oh, there's clearly like every time the camera points in, it's obviously got the fucking the computer pinpointing like a. Uh, uh, vitals oh, yeah. and I think he's clearly saying oh something's going on here it's, like, it's, it's clearly it's obvious what's going on like psychic fucking energy going mental exactly <laughs> what the fuck is going on kill the bitch and then right at the end it's like oh she... it's her all along I mean fucking hell even the fuck, even uh, one of the characters dragon puppets which she spoils what's going on it's her. <laughs> Basically, yes. All right, Tony, calm down. <laughs> you know what? Now I wish I got my puppet out. I could have it's the one behind me. I could have had that my hand the entire time. <laughs> For fuck's sake! Uh, Cut. I'm getting it. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's it's too again too much hassle. Too lazy. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next character, which is Rain Sinclair, Wolf Spain. Yeah. Played by Maisie Williams, of course, from Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. And one of my pretty favourite like characters in the comic, like the X Men comic. Yeah, because obviously really... it's a Wolf. fucking werewolf. I'm gonna love that. I'm gonna love that. <laughs> it's a shame they didn't obviously like, lean into obviously what she's like in the comics, like the the look. Obviously, cause in this one they want me just like a straight up normal like wolf, didn't they? They do have hints of it though. They yeah, do, that's uh, what I mean. They do hint at it, but they never actually fully go for it, which is a shame. I will say. Because of the half shift, like the bit when she drops on on her and she hears. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it would have been cool if cool if they went a bit more further than just the shitty. Ah, oh, she's turned to a normal wolf. Oh, one scene, one well, scene. <laughs> well, no, quite a few. It's about three scenes, I think. I don't know that my chairs are slowly sinking. <laughs> you, you see it at first when like Danny running. Uh oh. <laughs> I think my chair just broke. <laughs> <laughs> Are you purposely trying to get all this thing re- re-shot? No, it literally... I was sat there listening to you, 
Okay, it's fine. I was sat there listening, next time I have a chair to start descending. <laughs> I feel like he's doing it again. But very slowly. We'll see. <laughs> I feel like I need a new chair. But uh, I've... I would like them to have gone a bit more into like showing Wolfsbane a bit more, but I feel like Maze Williams brought the character to life really good, and my chair is definitely sinking. Um, um, for an English person, she did really good Scottish. Yeah, she. she I feel like she. Obviously, the focus well, that extra half hour would have got a lot more yeah. her character development rather than just oh priest tend to wolf priest beta put a W on her yada yada. Yeah, that's all we got to know. The only thing that's confusing is like, surely a Scottish priest would know what a werewolf is. <laughs> in the sense, the first thing is witch. <laughs> Although the branding does work. W. Yeah. And then the one on the side of the face looks like a B. Wolfsbane. Ha. <laughs> 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 yeah. Decent character. And yeah. well acted. Uh, next up, we have Ileana Rasputin. Okay. Uh-huh. Magic. You know. Because she makes that joke yeah. in the actual film. I am magic. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> funny. Funny. <laughs> She's played by Anna Taylor Joy, who was in the movie Split yeah. with James McAvoy. Good film. And obviously she's great in that as well. And in this, I've she does a really decent Russian accent, to be fair. Yeah. And I think her character is probably one of the better developed ones within within the film. Because obviously yeah. she has this like first arc where she's like a bitch she fucking is really racist and offensive towards Danny with the whole yeah, contest and the uh, fucking what's the thing she's like oh do you want to have like bison meat or something like that she's like being really like Buffalo Wings that was here and she's basically yeah, like being really right. offensive and then she goes to this like, bit in the middle where she's a bit nicer and then she has obviously straight, straight when she finds out everything going on she was a bit more of a bitch towards her but then when it comes to it at the moment when she's obviously gives her the puppet back she becomes more friendly and she's like Okay, I'm, I'm friends. Yeah, I'm gonna ha- save your life now. Fucking badass. Yeah, that that <laughs> one that one scene when she flips for the win of the church and lands that fucking scene was amazing. Oh yeah, that was a good cinematic sequence. I was like, definitely. Yeah, this film deserves I a mean, lot more likable comments. <laughs> I mean, like the fact that like they did her really well. And obviously, they they didn't really outright go. That's Cloth's sister. It's more of like subtly hinted, but not fully pushed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one of our you know favorite characters in this film. Definitely, I think they chose the right actress for it. She's she, mm-hmm. she obviously as I said she's really good in Split. I haven't watched Queen's Gambit, but she's supposed to be really good in that as well. I'll get mm. to it eventually. Uh, next up, we have uh, Samuel Sam Guthrie, yeah. aka Cannonball, played by Charlie Heaton, who's obviously in Stranger Things. And he's an in- intriguing character. Obviously, I like his power, the, the cinematic, like yeah. the visuals of his power. Obviously, the first time you see it when he's whizzing around that fucking uh, the yard. Mm. I'm saying yard because the Yanks. Um, and obviously he's fucking flying around that was quite cool and obviously then a bit later on when he actually fully gives in he takes his hat off and he starts just zipping around destroying everything yeah when he like when he, when he runs into those bunch of Jameses and kills them <laughs> amazing <laughs> for fuck's sake you make people want to be depressed this is the whole reason I brought the rules back into place I brought them in because of you <laughs> Which is ironic because I brought him in the first place because of you. You're the cause of all these fucking rules. But I like creating problems. Well, no more problems. There's fucking rules. You make one more James comment. That's it. You're done. Zip. And let me carry on. Uh, obviously, they could have chosen an American actor to play an American character, but they went with obviously a. British actor, who's obviously rose to fame thanks to technically playing an American character in Stranger Things. But again, he's a decent character in this. They're, again, all the characters are really good now. I think they're acted well. I think obviously the ones who have to have accents, obviously at times, sometimes they do break accents occasionally. So you can just slightly hear it, but for the rest of it, they don't. And I think they do a decent job. And he's another one that does really good, I think. So moving on to her, she's gone quiet now because she's fucking just dreading not fucking saying anything. I'm trying not to be 
fucking, <laughs> but it's pretty easy. Anyway, uh, the next character we have is Roberto, aka Bobby, even though they never really called him Bobby, they just called him Berto. Uh, da Costa, aka Sunspot, who we actually saw in Days of Futures Past, but played by a different actor. He's played by Henry. Like a lot of characters next man. Yeah. Uh, he's played by Henry Zaga, who was in Team Wolf Season 5. Yeah. He was That's the yeah, electric one. <laughs> and again, he's a character that starts off as sort of... I wouldn't say a straight-up asshole. He's just like... He's a bit of a jerk. He's like a jock, essentially. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, this guy who's like, oh, I'm rich, oh, I've got all this money, oh, you're nothing. But at the same yeah, time... He's, he's because he's got a... He's got a um... What's it called? What's oh, it fucking called now? That thing that um you have um erectile dysfunction. I'm sorry, what? You know, come too quick. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> That's <laughs> bullying there. You're bullying me now, but I'm gonna accept and allow it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> One pump jump. <laughs> One pump jump. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, woman. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's obviously at the same time as I'm portraying him as a jock at times in like, these sort of group sessions, when they're doing like, the private one-to-ones, he's shown as like, he can be kind. Like when he's with um, Sam, when he talks to him, when he gives him his shirt and everything, and he's just talking to him. He's, obviously, they've got like this brotherly sort of bond between them. It's very good friendship. So it shows that bromance. he does have... Yeah, bromance. He does have like this good side to him as well as this jock side to him. And obviously, it also shows he's got this coward side, which they build up the entire film. And then right at the end, you know, it, as Sam says, nut up. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously he does and goes full fire. And, you know, he's quite badass. And again, he's, he's, he's one of the decently developed characters. The ones that yeah. slowly builds up to nutting up. Like he start to start off, he doesn't tell anyone what his power is. So like he's like he's put with a mystery. He's like why? It turns out it's because he's ashamed that when he once tried to have sex with his girlfriend, he set on fire and killed her. So you know, one pump children. You know, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't set myself on fire much. No, but you do only last one night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what I <said> afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on. Uh, next up, we have Dr. Celia Reyes, as Hayden said, quotation marks around her name, uh, played mm-hmm. by Alice Braga, who was in the Will Smith I Am Legend movie. And she's also gonna mm. be in the new Suicide Squad movie as well. Which is ironic because mm. the next character we have. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, she's obviously the first half of this movie, she's shown to be actually quite like. It's sort of Professor X sort of guidance person. No, she has her moments where she's like, oh, solitary now. She's still shown as like a sort of motherly yeah. figure to these characters for the fact that she's trying to keep them safe. She's obviously got this field around the whole facility to mm-hmm. obviously stop them from getting out and obviously causing harm, as well as obviously trying to keep them in to protect them and whatnot. And obviously when they're fighting, she also stops them with her powers of shields. Field. She has four shields. She's like... Yeah. Invisible she's... woman. But yeah. without the invisible. So, yeah, and a bit. Woman. <laughs> we don't call her invisible woman, just call her woman. She's like, she's like, a, like a female Trump. She creates these walls everywhere. And then gets kicked out in a peach or something. I don't know, I'm not American. But yeah, I, I feel like she plays the character quite well. She Obviously, as I say, she has this like, nice side to her, but then she, when she goes like, quite an arsehole, she knows how to do it. Oh, she's trying to kill him at, at one point. She's she obviously goes for like evil. She's like, ah, oh, let me just kill this one. Kill the precious. Get the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong film. Um, but you get my point. I do. We do. <laughs> but obviously, lastly, character-wise, obviously there's a few obviously other characters, but none is important. Obviously, you've got the priest guy, but you don't need like, mm-hmm. one little scene, yeah. and he's not really as important. He's more of like an evil flashback kind of. Yeah, character. the only other character that's important in terms of character development is obviously uh, Moonstar's dad, William Lone Star, mm-hmm. uh, played by Adam Beach, who, as I said, is in Suicide Squad. Obviously, though he yeah. dies within the first like 
what two three minutes this less than that actually of this movie yeah obviously he plays that important part of being in the mind obviously he's the one who tells her about the bear he obviously passed like stuff down to her like, information and whatnot mm-hmm. and obviously he comes back later and it's like <clears throat> basically kick the shit out of this bear it doesn't control basically, it you control yeah. it so basically he's her dumbledore yeah and i feel like he obviously as I say even though he's in only a few scenes i feel like he does have that emotional value to draw her back into reality yeah. and go you know what? Go kick the shit out of that bear. It's it's not... Basically, it's a bad bear. Beat the crap out of it. Make it a good bear. Basically that. If he dominates it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he does a decent job. I, I feel like all the cast that I've mentioned uh, are solid. I feel like they could have got a worse cast. And it would have definitely been a worse movie. I feel like they help this movie actually be enjoyable. Those who say that the movie will be slightly rushed with the hour and a half, I feel like these characters are what make the hour and a half actually a lot more enjoyable. They say their chemistry between obviously mm-hmm. the new mutants and obviously their actors <laughs> in general, that, that's what makes this movie a lot more enjoyable than people making it to be. Yeah. I mean, like, if Disney like did this well, I would like, it would be cool to have a sequel of those characters specifically. I mean, it could be like, it's like the Venom ones, like its own continuity, not like touching the MC itself. But of course, they probably wouldn't do that. But if they nah, did. Yeah, they probably won't. But it would be cool if they did, because I would like to see where they could go with this. Because obviously, they've got, Mr. Sinister, mm. they could easily bring him into it, because that's the whole they've, plot, that's the whole uh, overall plot point is the Essex Corp. They've also, they've all got that kind of that fine line of not being superheroes, but also being on the edge of not being villains as well. Like they walk in that middle road, like Deadpool away. Yeah, basically, so it would be interesting if obviously if they, when they do bring Deadpool over, if they also brought these over. Because I feel like they've already got these characters built up. They may as well. So all this movie is really connected to is Logan, because that yeah. one that one scene where obviously you see the weapon X twenty three and twenty four. That that makes that place happening. Yeah. But that could just be like a ripple in time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's just in like through like another universe maybe who knows i just thought like she connected to the reality or some shit who knows but it would be called if they brought like them back the popping character anyway so they could easily do it exactly they could easily do it mm-hmm. so hopefully they do but i doubt it uh so we'll yeah. move on then to a uh, story so the layer of stories obviously the start is basically you meet these new mutants you get to know them and whatnot and you get to see obviously their some of their powers obviously the perks between them and whatnot how they bounce off each other, how some hate each other, some like each other. Then you've got this middle section, which is them becoming a bit more, you know, friendly and friends, as well as obviously the horror starting to come out. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously got the end, which is basically the new mutants versus the demon bear and the smiley man. So that basically sort of sums up the how this movie flows. And as I say, it feels obviously a bit rushed for their own half. I feel like they could have done an extra half hour of not just the character development, but the horror. That would have been a lot. If they touched on it a lot more, it would have been quite cool. Obviously, built up then to the mm. obviously end sequence would have been a lot more satisfying. I feel like, but I feel like, but what we got, as I said many many times, it could have been worse. Yeah, like the only thing that probably would have made it a little bit better if it was a little bit more like gory, a, bit, a little bit more like leaning into the horror. That, that's what would make it. Just like the first trailer looked like it was going to be. Yeah, so like. I remember that. What was this? That, mm. that song in the background, didn't that Which was quite sinister. Oh. I can't remember the fucking song. It was like a really sinister song, wasn't it? it basically, it's a song yeah. that's not meant to be sort of sinister, but it's sort of. But how they edited it, it sounded really sinister, didn't it? And it made the trailer look like full on as a horror movie, and everyone was like, this is going to be great. And then they're sort of like, oh, no, we're not going to horror anymore. It's reshoot. They're like, oh, no, go back to horror. Reshoot again. Oh, delay, delay, delay. There you go. Basically, sums up how they mentally thought of this but yeah i agree horror would have been really cool because it's me i like horror horror plus superheroes as well which is why i'm hoping they do blade right when that comes out because you can't have blade bit horror which is also what i hope they lean into in the doctor strange sequel is a bit more horror because it is the multiverse of madness plus sam raim is doing it so it needs to be horror the song is We Don't Need No Education. That's it. They made, they, they made it really sinister, didn't they? Yeah. I was wondering why you went quiet. You were Googling it, weren't you? You're being, our, going... you're being our cheeky little Google, weren't you, today? I, I was going onto the, onto the YouTube and looking at the trailer quickly and just clicking through it. 
<laughs> put it, put your ear right next to your speaker. There we go. Okay, that's the song. <laughs> but yeah, I feel, I feel like the story is mediocre, but just slightly above mediocre. So it's, it's obviously it could have been shit, so it could have been below mediocre. But I feel like it's just slightly above mediocre in terms of quality. As I say, I feel like that extra half hour would have made it even higher. Yeah, I say the characters are probably what carried it the the, the most. I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry, all, all of it. They're the perfect actors to play those characters. Exactly. We'll move on then from story to cinematography, and I feel like it's quite it, 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 it's quite nice. Yeah, I, I don't think it's terrible. I feel like some I mean, of the scenes are quite nice. Like I said, the snow scene was quite nice. The scenes when they're using the powers are, look quite cool. Obviously, there's, still, there's a few shots in the movie that make you go, "That's nice." As I said, the one where she flipped through the window in the lands of the church that was quite cool. Uh, it's like you know, when um, there's got like the cameras and it's showing um, obviously sunspot of Vogue and magic that in the um, the, the swimming pool and it goes over to her in her um, like her room. Yeah, that was quite a cool. Shot, quite you, see, you, I, I, I feel like they nailed the cinematography perfectly for this to make it quite spooky. <laughs> I feel like if I got it wrong, it wouldn't have looked as spooky as it's meant to. Oh, yeah. To. So they got that right. We'll give them that. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a few shots here and there, obviously, that do sort of solidify it as decent cinematographers. So the snow scene, yeah. when they're using the powers and fighting. Um, uh, as you say, the pool scene, when that happens, and it sort of just yeah. adds into that. Uh I feel like even like the scenes when it's like the characters sort of talking to each other, like having fun and that, the the scenes look quite nice to look at. They're quite shot well. I know you say there's a lot of Buffy fucking scenes in the background. <laughs> a lot of Buffy scenes. A lot. I think uh, one of the characters really likes Buffy. And it looks like Maisie Williams. She really likes Willow. She's watching that a lot. <laughs> a lot. It's almost like they were hinting at the fact that Oh, maybe she's gay. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. It's like the first. It's like probably the first time it's actually something that's been shown in the CPR film, isn't it? Yeah. I know they've uh, done like pointing at characters are, but it's never actually been like shown properly. Yeah. So now, um, Parent just did. Like MCU wise. Yeah, they they've referenced it like, with uh, Valkyrie, haven't they? Yeah, they just referenced it. They never really like actually outright said it. They never obviously delved into it a bit more. I say Parrange did it as well. They straight up outright said that one of the characters in the rebooted yeah. movies that was gay, but they never obviously delved far, far into it. But this actually did, which is nice to see. Definitely. So then, uh, no, okay. I can, I can, I remember watching. I was like, I can see it coming. I was like, oh god. Yeah, yes. you can see it coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the stuff you can generally can in this film, but yeah, decent cinematography. Thumbs up there. So, well uh, set up basically. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to score, and I feel like some of the, some of the tracks in the score are actually quite decent, but I feel like mm. a lot of it is a bit meh. So I feel like it's like a mediocre kind of score. But obviously, when it goes like That's horror, horrible. the horror is very like, obviously mm-hmm. pushed out with the songs in the back. And like the Russian, that Russian song that's playing every time uh, you see obviously Ileana sort of passed. That's quite a creepy song. <laughs> then obviously there's a lot of other bits that just aren't there. Which is a bit shit. So it's kind of a mediocre score for me. Mm. Which is a shame. I feel like they could have pushed it a lot more. Yeah, it could have done a lot better. So next up is special effects. And it's mm. actually good. It's surprisingly oh, yeah, decent special effects. The fucking, the, probably the best example of special effects is Ileana's arm. When, oh, that, yeah. when that fucking crates on her arm. That is hands oh, down got to be some of the best special effects in this movie. It's so good. Well, even when she uses like, when she goes around, she kills all those smiley men. Like you see, like when she uses it, she, like the blue mark she leaves on like the little gate that's next to her in the yeah. stairway, another wall. But the attention to detail that like, whenever she uses it, chef kiss. Exactly. And that fucking like dimension that she creates, yeah. you know, just randomly. I know it's only like a brief little look. They still fucking mm-hmm. did a lot of work making it look really cool. Yeah, so you have to and then there's that. a cute little, cute little dragon. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, you look at the dragon and the bear, they look both quite really good as well. 
obviously the mm. bed the bed though obviously it's just the bed so obviously they literally just can't make a bed just make it all shadowy and all that but I mean they got to nail the shadowy and everything and I feel like they did it right yeah and some of the other, like, other characters powers I'd say Cannonball's powers they, they look quite cool as well they've done really well uh, Wolf Spain's powers when obviously even though it's just a short, slight shift like the rise and everything they look obviously really well done yeah and obviously uh, the bits so of fur around like, the ear the bits with the ears that it, like twitches yeah like moves slightly when she's like emotionally affected and that's cool and obviously the portal powers from uh, the Doctor they're quite cool looking as well yeah and then lastly you have Sunspot though his fire bit looked quite cool I feel like that's quite the bit when his hair's flowing in the fire that looks quite cool I don't really like the bit when he like, fully transforms into whatever the fuck that was that weird charcoal guy the guy that, <laughs> he, he looks like something out of Ben 10 he looks like his, I was trying to think of the character he was reminding me of the darker Mm, sort of like that. It's, it's sort of like Heat Blast meets fucking... What's that one that basically he turns into? He's fucked. There's um, one he turns into, he's fucked. He can't do anything. Can't do anything? He's sort of... Oh, stra- next. Yeah, that one. The one who's trapped in his mm. mind. Yeah, yeah, the whole point is that one. He can't do anything unless he gets both consciences to agree. Yeah, it's, it's basically like those two characters mixed in one. It looks a bit weird. Kind of looks out of place a bit. If they stuck with just the fiery bit, yeah, I feel like they could have stuck with that. I feel like they went with that bit, which was basically yeah. him going full max. He's got, he's, he's nutted up basically. He's going for it, but it, this looks a bit too weird for my liking. Like, his whole point is he absorbs like solar radiation, doesn't he? Yeah, and uses it. So it would have been better if it was more like he looked more like a sun. Yeah, he uses that like, like solar flares coming off. It basically, looked like space. He looked like a space person. Yeah. Looks a bit naff, but I wouldn't say it looked mm. naff. It looked just weird and out of place. Yeah, it would be better if it looked just more like yeah. more like a sun, like 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 the solar flares popping off. And... Yeah, or, or just kept, you know, as the yeah, fire. the fire. It would have looked a lot less out of place. Um, yeah, I feel like that covers a lot of the special effects. To be fair, so yeah, did, solid special effects. They did well there. We have to give them that. Uh, we'll move on to action sequences, which for this is only mm. actually two. There's two. Uh, first off, obviously the, the different mutants, obviously fighting the smiley men. So obviously you see Ileana like cutting through them all, but obviously it starts off technically with them running away, and obviously you have fucking Cannonball have to use his powers at first, and he has to fucking mm. fly through them, doesn't he? He cuts them all to pieces. Then obviously fucking uh, Sunspot gets involved and starts fucking burning some of them, mm. and then obviously Ileana comes in. And that bit when she's on the stairs when she finally comes back in, and yeah. like, you hear her shout. Some obviously Russian and magic, and she was flipping down the stairs, cutting for everyone. And she almost cuts fucking cannonball on his face, like whoa! And then she goes back up and kills him. And the fucking, and I heard you cracking it when Sunspot goes, "I'm gonna marry that girl." I feel like they did the comedy quite decent in this as well. But yeah, I feel I feel like this sequence was done well. Obviously, it was really late on the film, so you got a whole film of essentially just characters building up. Yeah. Which works this film because it's meant to be horror more than action. But when mm. this does do this scene, I feel like it's a good fight scene. Obviously, as you say, it shows off Magic's powers a lot more. It shows off Cannonball's powers. Obviously, you only get a little tiny bit of Sunspot because that's ready for the next bit of the fight. And obviously, at this time, you don't actually see anything of Wolfsbane because she's too busy dealing with uh, obviously the Doctor, you know, stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 do, I feel like it's a decent action sequence. Yeah. And obviously then it sort of pushes on into the last fight, which is obviously the demon bear fight. When it mm-hmm. smashes through and fucking kills a doctor. Nom, 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 nom. And obviously then you have to fucking one by one, you have to fight it. Because obviously magic has to start the fight when she's like, hey, Yogi. And she, has to, she yeah. gets the dragon there. It's the, the fucking, the, her and the dragon start fighting with the uh, bear. And obviously they all sort of run off. I don't get this thing when they're running off though, because fucking, obviously Maisie Williams is helping her at first. And then mm. she's like, oh, Roberta, you have to carry her now. And as soon as I get in the church, she's like, oh, take her back now. What was that? What? What is that for? It's like, isn't if you open the fucking door. Fucking cannonball open the door. Oh, <laughs> it's just a weird scene. I don't know why she gave him t- her to him and then took him back in. I'm just yeah. going to ignore it. But um, obviously you see the, like, the magic's powers when she jumped through the portals fighting and whatnot. And obviously there's dragon's powers as well, fires and whatnot. And obviously then Cannonball joins in, so you get to see him blasting around. Mm. And then, obviously, you get to see a bit of Maisie Williams' sort of wolf powers, but she's not 
fully physically like attacking. She's just basically oh, just sort of holding mm. like uh fucking Moonstar. So it's like oh, trying to protect her basically, just holding her down. And then obviously Nutup happens. And uh, he goes full fire and that's obviously blasting. And obviously say he does that weird thing when he turns to the, the weird space pure whatever the fuck it was and it starts fucking firing shit at the bear but obviously all these are, are doing fuck all to the bear the only one who really does any like real full damage is fucking um Maisie Williams when she scratches it at one point it's like oh you've bastard and obviously he even fucking throws her up onto the fucking top doesn't it and tries to eat her because she scratches shit out of it but as you said then fucking stuff happens which we'll get to when we talk about the ending but I feel like for yeah. the fight we got Obviously, since the bear's in, basically indestructible, essentially, I feel like it was decent enough to show, obviously, their full capabilities of the, their powers mm. when they fully give in. Obviously, no magic technically gave them with the smiley men entirely. Her power she gave fully in there. Obviously, she brought the, the dragon to life now, so... Mm. She brought Lockhead to life, so it shows the full capability of her power, yeah? And on top of that, it also shows, obviously, cannonballs Obviously, he's willing to basically sacrifice everything on the line to save everyone. And mm. obviously, he shows Roberto's full transformation into this character who's not a coward anymore. He's willing to actually go full flames and, you know, fight. So, he does a lot. Of, it's, this fight's essentially a lot of showing powers as well as finally finishing off character building. So, I feel like they did that decent, which is a bit different for normal fight scenes. But it's Definitely, decent. Yeah. Pretty well done. Obviously, then... We'll get to the ending in a bit, but uh, obviously the horror element is the next thing I want to talk about. I feel like when they do horror, it's done well, but I don't think they do it enough. Yeah, it's, it's like because they're going more for like the psychological horror than like jump scare kind of horror. Yeah, but I feel like they didn't even do that enough. I feel like they did it to a minimum, and then that was it. Yeah, but I feel like if they went more, adding more of that, I feel like it would have been a lot more tenser. Yeah, and a lot more. <laughs> scarier at times it's like they were like they're putting a foot like dipping their foot into the horror and then like cast enough now <laughs> it's like going for a bath oh, pretty what bath super horror film shall we it, basically what it is they do the horror to a point and then just go yeah let's get back to superheroes which... let's get a magic gold sword and dragons which I, I feel like they still could have done that but obviously i feel yeah. like the build-up in the middle should have been full horror like psychological horror mm-hmm. they should have done a lot more of it because I feel like they, they had a bit too much fun, these characters at times. I feel like they should have had the fun early on, and then it just went downhill instantly. Like, they all started seeing, like, shit, and shit started happening to every single one of them a bit more than it did. Because, obviously, the only ones it really happened to... Obviously, Roberto had that scene in the pool, which it happened to. Yeah. Uh, Magic had the fucking... Obviously, the the smiling men, the like, scarer at one point. Uh, I would say Maisie had the... Uh, Obviously, the guy come back and burn the shit over. But all fucking uh, Cannonball had was that one scene when he's throwing himself in the mines and then just blasting himself backwards. That was it. Mm. He didn't really have that much psychologically fucking tormented. I feel like each character should have been tormented a lot more than they were. Just to fuck with them. I feel like Roberto had enough because obviously he technically did interact. And same, same with uh, Wolf Spain. I think they both had enough because they both physically got touched by something and got harmed mm-hmm. by it. But I feel like the other two should have had a lot more done. Especially, yeah. uh, I say, Cannonball, because I feel like Magic had the more psychological side of it because she was broken at the end when she first saw the smiling yeah. man. But, I mean, he he wasn't really. He just kept... Like, he was the most like stable one out of all of them. But I feel like he should have had a lot more kick, if to say. Mm. So it's a bit of a shame I didn't do that. But yeah, I feel I feel like give it a bit yeah. more horror and it would have been a bit more spot on. Like what we had though, like it still doesn't ruin it. No, it still doesn't ruin it. But I feel mm. like a little bit more, a little bit more. Maybe you in that bath a little bit longer. Yeah, put, put both feet in. Yeah, put both feet in. Don't just put one little toe in. Put both feet in. Yeah. But yeah, I say well, for what we got, it was, the horror was decent, but it could have been a lot better. Yeah. It's it's like mm. that whole fucking meme of uh, the Wonder Woman film. It's like, uh, this is good. It could be better. <laughs> it's like that, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. <sighs> I mean, the trailer did make it look like it would be more. Yeah, it did. It's like much horror than it did, but... Reshoots. Shit. Why yeah. not? Delays. Yeah. We can blame that on the reshoot, basically. 
yeah. if they stuck with the vision that they wanted originally and kept with it instead of changing and then going uh, back to it, you probably would have more. You have a kick. Mm. Right, Hayden. It is your time. Yeah. Editing. Take the floor. Good. You'd pretty good, Tennis. I mean, there's nothing that was like outstanding, but there was nothing that was like X Men Wolverine Origins. <laughs> so, in my book, that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that film. It's a fucking win. <laughs> the not really much like to say about it really because everything's pretty much normal. When you look at, obviously the, the special effects really cover what was good about it really. Because other than that, it was pretty just. So a lot, a, a lot, a lot of the scenes pretty much flowed into the next one. Yeah. There wasn't really any sort of cuts. They pretty much yeah. carried on, or like quickly just jumped to another character before jumping back. So there wasn't really mm-hmm. any like fancy, fancy edits. But I, I agree mm-hmm. there. I feel like it, it, it simple, was linear kind of. It was simple, story. but quite effective. Definitely. Okay, and so pacing of the movie, uh, I feel like as I say we. It went a bit too quick. I think that was our main concern. Yeah. It, it felt a bit too rushed and a bit too fast with the fact that, mm. I would say, extra half air would have meant the pacing would have been a lot better. But Definitely. though it felt rushed, it still got the message across, which is all a film really has to do. Mm-hmm. It did it, basically. And it still did good. But it like just said, still like, felt a bit quick. The extra half an hour would probably just be like a cherry on the cake, really. Yeah, that's cherries on cake. It's got the icing, but a little, little bit of um, fruit so you don't kill yourself at a heart attack. A little bit there to help you. Yeah, there's fruit on cake. Yeah. Um, old people and um, boring people. That's something interesting on there. Put um, put a flying, a giant flying saucer full of sugar in it on top. <laughs> or cocaine. Maybe one works. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's it's pace is a bit too quick, but it's mm, it's all right. It's acceptable. Uh, so next up, we have production design, and obviously the whole film is pretty much set within this facility, and it it does make it feel like a prison. I feel like they yeah. they shot they obviously they shoot uh, they shot it, and obviously the design of the place looked like it was a straight up prison, even though it was meant mm-hmm. to be like a hospital. A, a hospital. It basically looked mm-hmm. like a mental asylum, essentially. So they, yeah. they got it right. They got the production on this film spot on, in my opinion. Like, the whole point of those ones, it felt claustrophobic. It felt yeah. like like if you were in here, even if you weren't like c- crazy, you would become crazy after a while. Yeah. Which is showing sort oh. of Roberto, who sort of started was a bit sane, but when he was trying to get out, he was starting to lose his mind. He's like, I want to get out, I want to get out, I want to get out. So, yeah, I agree. It, did, it makes it claustrophobic for these characters. Uh, they did a great job production. Uh, so next up we have the script. And it's, it's a good script. It, there's no like cheesy dialogue. Uh, the characters, obviously, when they talk to each other, it feels like it's from the heart. It feels proper. It's the same character as well. Yeah. It's like they all stick with their like thing, like pretty much all about it. He- his character doesn't really change, but like he, he he evolves, but like the way he speaks doesn't like change. You know what I mean? It's pretty. They stay consistent. Yeah. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Words. <laughs> Words. It, it's a good script. It's it's better than some scripts or in X Men Origins. <laughs> you know what? They had a bit of a shit filming laugh there. <sighs> I've got no drink to fucking wash it down. Ah, oh, what I'll do is I'll wash it down with this Lynx spray. That should work, oh, right? I would definitely like die from that, right? Well, it has an X, so it's fine. X-Men! <gasps> Just die instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a decent script. Obviously, the extra half hour could have improved some of the stuff, but it's only so many times we can plug that idea of an extra half hour for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on then to the ending, which is obviously when Danny sees a dad and he sort of confronts her and he's like, oh, you control the bear, essentially. So she, you know, woman's up and controls the bear, calms it down and defeats it by just going, bye-bye. And it just disappears. 
yeah, basically she goes all brother bear and it goes away. Yeah. And obviously then the the group head off out of town. Out, sorry, out to the town that's supposed to be like so many miles away. Or, or is it? Who knows? They don't know. She could be lying. Who knows? But I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the ending. There's quite some humorous moments. Like when they all comes like calming down, they're all sort of getting back on fucking uh, Roberta gets up with that big massive plank of wood covering his crotch. He's like, um... <laughs> You know, it's the ending, like it's the force fully cementing their characters, like evolution. Lovely, like stranger guy, Jukes is a coal that out of it. Not only like to see if the shield's there, but he to get rid of his past. Yeah. And this is well, Danny puts her necklace away as well, the bear necklace. Yeah, she put the bear to rest. Yeah. Little them all symbolizing their closure they've gotten from this experience. It's pretty good. As well as essentially the birth of the new mutants. Obviously, the group yeah. now. And then death afterwards because it'll never pick up again. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like it, it, it rounds that film out, rounds the character say, as you say. And obviously, I don't know how you could have really ended it. It, it was the ending that was perfect for it because there's, the only way you could have ended it differently is maybe like some shocking it moment happens like Mr. Sinister turned up he's like ha 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 I beat yeah. you X-Men oh wait you're not the X-Men uh, I oh, beat right. you Logan oh you're not Logan <laughs> fuck it I'm out of yeah. here bye <laughs> yeah all that cloth has come in like and, and, and it, oh, thing as well this is a Deadpool's place what the fuck am I <laughs> no, no it is as well Mr. Sinister's played by fucking uh, Russell Brand <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Dreamcast in there <laughs> but like but he, he used that bullying accent he uses Rock of Ages. Yep. Stop fanning around! Stop fanning around, Joe kids. Come on, let's go. You're going to facility to become weapons, ain't you? Oh. I yeah, I, I feel like it was... It, it's an alright ending for a, a mm. decent film. So, uh... Hayden, yeah. it is time for the rating of the movie. So, I think, as we said, it's a very underrated movie. I feel like it's shitted on too much for the fact that mm-hmm. we say we've got many delays many 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 delays um i feel like we've got better than we deserve to get so with that i am going to give the new mutants ready for this mm-hmm. a solid seven out of ten mm. okay i will uh one up you there and say eight out of ten <gasps> the art i actually really liked like, we've been the characters well, like, they helped to me. I think just like, a little bit more. Especially, obviously, Maisie Williams plays a fucking wolf. So that, in itself, is a big, like, point there. So, yeah. Try to win at me. I know, yeah. God damn it. Anyway, uh, give the New Mutants a Chatter Cave overall rating of 7.5 out of 10. Oh wow! I feel like that's a decent rating for it. Ran that, ran that down to a seven, <laughs> <laughs> and then ran it back up. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we get to the question today, I'm going to introduce my new section, which is called the Chatter Cave MVP MVP Award, which is like the most va- you know most valued player, man of the match, essentially. Uh, basically, a character that stood above the rest as the best character in the movie, and obviously, I said to you. Before we start, this is something I'm gonna we're gonna talk over a bit more because it's sort of a last minute thing I added in. So this week, obviously, you may agree, you may not agree. Who knows? Uh, This is from my point of view here. But next week, obviously, Mm -hmm. onwards, we'll actually have a discussion of who we think. So the Chatter Cave MVP award this week goes to Eliana Rasputin, Magic, played by Anatole Joy. Who the fuck did you say then? The bear. The bear. No, Anatella Joy's uh, <laughs> magic character. I feel mm, like she's I... the one character that was developed well over the film. She's the Definitely. one that actually went f- from like, this arsehole character into this actual likeable character. And there's a lot of cinematic moments that she had which solidify her character as probably the best character in this movie. And her power is fucking badass. Yeah, her power is badass. She's got a fucking puppet that eventually turns into a dragon. I'm a dragon guy, so I'm going to say that. Um, she got a magic sword. Yeah, 
the the CGI in general for it, ev everything about this character was great. Obviously, apart from the racist parts at the start, but that that's, <laughs> that that's there to develop her character into a good guy. So you know, it makes sense. So, do you agree there, Hayden? Do you think that? Uh... Yes, like of all the characters, she's the most like anti-villain kind of character she's like more a sympathetic villain mixed with a arsehole kind of hero and it, like it melds well together so i agree yes the second choice was obviously going to be wall spain obviously yes but i thought anatea joy yeah. brought magic mm. to life in a really good way and as i say the special effects and the cinematic moments drove this for me to choose this but as i say next week we're gonna actually have a discussion rather than me just Pick one oh, yeah. and hope for the best that Hayden agrees. But yeah, congratulations uh, on that MVP award. The first yeah. ever MVP yeah. award. So, uh, we're going to move on now to the question of the day, Hayden. Oh, God. So my question of the day is, would you like to see them try a psychological horror comic adaption again, but actually give it more time to not just develop characters, but also subject them to the horror, which they obviously this sadly did. So obviously not just yeah. this, obviously another example of a sort of horror orientated recent adaption which is not going to get another go at is Swamp Thing that did mm -hmm. the psychological horror as well and again that sadly got cancelled at one season so would you like to see this sort of style of film again this horror side psychological side of it but doing it right yeah because like, what we saw obviously was good and a bit more if they leaned in more into it it probably would have been even better I think probably the best one to do it with villain wise probably be nightmare because it's basically fucking freddy but you know without the copyright <laughs> so it'd work i think so never yeah. know we might find that in doctor strange multiverse of madness or mum who knows it, 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 I just feel like it'd be an interesting thing because it's very mm -hmm. obviously we had that whole as I said the era of like the blades and everything this horror side of it yeah. but I mean this is obviously the first sort of psychological type of horror we got in terms of comic book adaption and it's quite an intriguing yeah. thing like, obviously you get these moments of horror but in general there's not obviously it's like not full on like I'm going to stab you stab you stab you slice 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 like, you know psychopath sort of horror it's more like yeah. messing with your mind seeing things that aren't there like the fucking that face in the wall the rain that's blood Obviously, the smiley man, yada yada, like stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see done right with other things. I'd say multiverse of madness. I'm hoping they do delve more into horror psychologically. Then, obviously, the straight up, oh, it's an action movie, yada yada. A bit like the first Doctor Strange that went more psychological than it did like run the mill. Really fucking mental, like yeah. what the fuck? they're so, walking on walls. I'd like to see that, but with the horror side of it in that one. Would. I mean, they've got Sam Raimi. Like, exactly. The character boys, they've got. Obviously, got strange, and they're gonna have wonder, wonder who's now fucked up in the mind. Yeah, so there's gonna be like some elements of what the fuck is going on. I mean, have you seen like Wonder Vision? That's honest. Exactly. That's mental. That's not a hint at something that we're gonna like cover at some point. Well, not me. Maybe. Who knows? Ooh. Depends if you're free. Probably are, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I feel like that that covers the question. That was a decent response from both of us. I felt there. Yeah. Basically, yes, give us more psychological horror in terms of comics. Um, I'm so bored of fucking Tom Slash of fucking horror films. <laughs> it's the same person for the whole film again. You can't see it, but I'm flipping the bird at you twice. Wow. Anyway, uh, that's it for the Checkhead podcast this week. Join us next week as we start, uh, it's, you know, essentially like a two-month binge of the DC <laughs> Extended Universe. And we kicked <laughs> it off next week with, you know, what kicked it off in general, which was Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Yeah. Which is the... probably one of the you know, best uh, takes on Superman that you can find. That's true, actually, compared to the other ones. Yep. And then it'll go downhill it, from it, it goes a bit wavy. A bit wavy. <laughs> But it's, a it's, bit, uh... it's a bit, a bit like uh, Aquaman summoned a wave. Who knows? Yeah. Who <laughs> um... we'll watched that film? <laughs> Obviously, he's covering all of them. Yeah, but... Look, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll just say... Yeah. We won't name drop the person. We'll just say... Unnameable. Yeah. Uh, redacted. Yeah, redact <laughs> there you go, redacted. Uh, but until then, uh, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes. We're talking about Amber Heed.
yeah uh, and this has been chat k podcast and i was going to do a really cool outro like really great and everything but i feel like we're gonna have to delay it about a good few months because we've got to get it just right slash covid so we can't do it right uh mm-hmm. so you know hashtag release the outro yeah it's a snyder cup joke if you don't get it <laughs> it's funny all i'm saying is that james the right little 